everyone welcome to our podcast um this is you know ghostly residents of old cape cod well we don't have any ghosts today but um it's an interesting podcast today's podcast is again taken from the book hyannis airport 1928 to 1948 and yes it's my book and you can purchase it if you want a copy on amazon.com First, though, let me apologize for promising more for the story, from the story of the widder, but I'm having a lot of trouble finding the information from the widder book. So we revert to the airport book, as there is so much interesting information to share. During our presentations, you know, we go to the different libraries and present this in different, um, um, different organizations. Uh, have invited us to uh, present it. So we try to bring that era alive to share what a remarkable place it was then and what was happening on this narrow spit of sand. Those times were so different from the way things are now. Although even then, people complained about too many cars on the roads. (laughs) If only they could see Route 132 now. I call it the Daytona training track. In fact, I'm not certain this road existed then. Uh, 6A, Old Kings Highway, existed, and Route 28, those were the key roads along this peninsula. Route 6A along the north side of the Cape and Route 28 along the south. Now, in 1934, Charles L. Ayling, A-Y-L-I-N-G, drove his Stanley steamer around the Cape. Now, Charles Ayling was um, actually the founder of the airport uh, because he's the one that uh, put together the Hyannis Airport Corporation. So, he drove his Stanley steamer um, around the airport, around the Cape, and a Stanley steamer is an external combustion engine and needs water and wood. No gasoline. It doesn't run on gasoline. In those days, Stanley Deemer was a luxury car. A Ford, you know, the little Ford, cost $560. But a Stanley Steamer cost $3,000. Now, we ask everyone... When we do the presentation, because this fact is in the presentation, we ask them, how long did it take uh, Charles to uh, circumvent the Cape? Any ideas? Well, it took him 36 hours. 
Now remember then, most of the roads were dirt, and it was not uncommon to meet a farm cart and a horse, or no road at all. Well, back to our story. I'm asking you to close your eyes. Oop, not if you're driving, please. And visualize yourself back in that era of jazz, flappers, speakeasies, rum runners, bathtub booze, lemonade. Oh, how did lemonade get in there? And new bridges. Remember, we're in 1939. Now, the Army Air Corps of Engineers have just completed the three bridges, the Bourne, Sagamore, and Railroad Bridges. And I wonder if they have any idea about the traffic jams that will create. Now, in the airport book, we encounter a totally different kind of traffic jam. And I quote, taken directly from the book, July 13, 1939, Blimp, B-L-I-M-P, lands with the greatest of ease. U.S. Navy Blimp, K-1, makes an emergency landing at the Hyannis Airport for a supply of gasoline. Cape Cod got quite a thrill Saturday afternoon when Navy Blimp K-1 out of Lakehurst, New Jersey, made an emergency landing at the Hyannis Airport to take on a supply of gasoline. The great silver-hued dirigible hovered over Hyannis for nearly two hours, arousing the curiosity of everyone who saw it. She first came in uh, she first came in sight a little before four o'clock, coming from the southwest and passing over Oyster Harbor's club. She headed to the airport, swung to a point just north of the field, and hovered there for about an hour. No word came from the blimp to manager Alton B. Sherman due to the lack of radio contact frequencies. Finally, the naval base of Newport, Rhode Island, telephoned word that she would land on the airport. <clears throat> Excuse me. Navy officials telephoned to the police and requested that they help get a ground crew together. The Hyannis Fire Department was alerted and provided men for the occasion. The volunteer ground crew was insufficient so the officers in charge of the blimp dropped a note <laughs> to manager Sherman stating that more men were needed. Now, as instructed, the ground crew were aligned in a V formation for the landing attempt. The blimp nosed onto the field, dropped ropes, ropes to the ground volunteers who quickly pull the airship to the ground. Lieutenant G.D., now I'm going to spell his last name, Z as in Zeke, U-R-M-U-C-H-L-E-N, got out of the gondola and explained that they had been blown out to sea where there was a dense fog. They spent the night there under reduced power and came ashore to land when conditions of the weather had improved. 
The time out over the sea used up almost all of their gasoline supply, and more was needed to get back to Lakehurst, New Jersey. 330 gallons were pumped into the blimp's tank for its return trip. The takeoff was simple. When, at a given signal by the ship's pilot, everyone let go of the ropes, and she went up and on her way home. She carried a seven-man crew in addition to her skipper. It was the only lighter-than-air blimp ever to land at the Hyannis Airport. Unquote. And that's the story. Neat, isn't it, huh? Now, there's so much more information in this book. And I did say, if you wish to read a copy, it is available on Amazon. It's also in our claim system and at several of the local libraries. So, for a book on history, it certainly isn't boring or uninteresting. Now, we're for next podcast, we're incubating a new podcast with the Dunbar Tea House in Sandwich. We'll let you know how that turns out. If not, there is another story in the airport book that may be of interest. Now, here's my tagline for the podcast. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created on Spotify for podcasters, and you can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeart Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have any comments or suggestions, or even have a Cape, <laughs> a Cape Cod story to share, drop us a line at our free email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. Now, the transcript for this podcast can be found on our website, www.capecodwriters.net. The best way to be notified when we have a new podcast is to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. (sighs) Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned. And I do hope someone writes something about us or else we will become ghostly residents too. (laughs) Kidding. Just kidding. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) See you soon.